McGuire report. I'm Paul McGuire. Okay, I want to leave you with the, these powerful secrets, secrets of understanding the true power of the Word of God, the true power of the Holy Spirit, and then how to apply them victoriously and effectively in the real world, in your real life, in the time period we live in that more and more people are starting to call the last days. In other words, so how do you take God's power, walk in it, live in it, in the last days? How do you connect the dots? Okay, so we're going to give you some secrets. If you apply them, if you write them down, and then if you'll dig deep, get the books. I'm, I'm giving away some of these books. Get the books at paulmcguire.us, and then you'll get fast-moving, high-voltage background information that opens up in an exciting way. Now, we live in a society which is inundated, saturated, with, with a collective spirit of atheism, transhumanism, secularism, nihilism, all these isms, schisms, you know what I'm talking about. And it erodes the dynamism in our personality. And without realizing it, we see what's happening to us. We don't realize it because we haven't studied to show ourselves approved. You read my book's Power From On High. I will download the dunamis dynamite power of God into your inner man or woman with a, with a quiet, loving, peaceful, serene, but a force that, that will conquer every, every spirit of darkness and overwhelm every spirit of darkness. So we come to God in the name of Jesus by faith, and we call out to God. And if all we have is a mustard seed of faith, then so be it. A mustard seed of faith can move mountains. And so we pray, and the devil is hammering it against us day and night, day and night. The devil is trying to brainwash us through psyops that our prayers don't work. God is not real. We're a pathetic bunch of losers clinging onto a rabbit's foot, you know, that kind of deal. All of those are the lies of the devil. All of those are lies of the devil. God, I want you to share the rehearing of, of this word of God to us. And let's say it together and receive it together. And the way it goes, very simple, is this. That we ask you, Jesus, to clothe us with power from on high, which is the dunamis dynamite-like, explosive power from God. So how we are victorious, how we unleash unconquerable power, is we call upon Jesus in the name of Jesus, and we ask Jesus to clothe us or fill us with power from on high, which means the dunamis, dynamite-like, explosive power of God. So when you're in a spiritual battlefield and everybody's throwing spoons at each other, or, or, or homemade glider planes, not much is going to happen. But if you boldly and fearlessly walk into to the battle zone, and you use your spiritual weapons, which are mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, you begin to use those weapons, and then you pray in faith, and you take authority over the demonic powers or the disease powers. You take authority over them. You cast them out of the environment, and then you instantly, in faith, command. You use the authority Jesus gave you. You command the demonic powers to flee. You command the person to be, to be made whole physically. You command the person to, to be healed. In every sphere, in every specter in this reality, you are to use your supernatural authority in Jesus Christ by basing your supernatural prayer on uh, the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord and the laws of the kingdom. Whatever we ask in Jesus' name, it will be done for us. And I'm talking about you enter into that reality, and you're going to tear it up in the invisible realm. And that's what God wants. Okay, so the final application is that God has given you the privilege through his love for you. God has given you his word. God has given you his power and resources to not only use all of those miracle powers to help others, but to use those miracle powers. You're allowed to. You need to. You use those miracle powers upon yourself, your loved ones, your wife, your husband, your son, your daughters, co-workers, whoever you come in contact with, including yourself and loved ones. You're allowed to use the miraculous power of God on you and those that you love 
for your benefit and their benefit. And in fact, God exhorts you to do that. Now, the other thing is that as you move into spiritual battle, don't yield into the temptation of fighting the battle by merely using human technology, human wisdom, uh, carnal, earthly, worldly methods. I'm not saying that some of them may not offer degrees of benefit, but if you want total victory, if you want to really overcome in the spiritual battle, then you must, as like a trained soldier in the invisible realm, you must grab a hold of the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That means, just like the early disciples, you have to open your heart and mind right now. I'm saying right now. The presence of God is flooding your room right now. The presence of God is flooding your heart and mind right now. The evidence that the presence of God is flooding your heart and mind right now is the fact that the peace of God that passes all understanding is guarding your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The resonating frequency of your body, brain, soul, and spirit is the energy of God, the dunamis dynamite force of God, the peace of God, the power of God, the presence of God, the glory of God, and the anointing of God, and the endless outpouring of the virtue of God. And then the anointing of God is constantly uh, being infused in on, into you based on your assignments. I mean, David was anointed by the Holy Spirit to compose music, to develop military strategies. David was anointed by the Holy Spirit to be enhanced as a super soldier, and he took down Goliath. I mean, the, the applicability of the anointing is, is myriad. So, you move into this physical world dimension, and you understand, because you have the mind of Christ, and you have chosen by an act of your will to, to access the mind of Christ, you know what your mission is, your divine assignment, you know what your calling is before God, you are, yeah, you are, a man or a woman on a mission that can only be completed by being infused with the power of the Holy Spirit. And then you move boldly, boldly. And boldness is not the byproduct of fanatical emotionalism. Uh, fanatical emotionalism is a counterfeit of the authentic boldness of the Holy Spirit. I remember many times in my ministry over decades, I would suddenly discovered that all fear vanished from me, I suddenly discovered that the dunamis, the dynamite power of God had filled me with the dynamite explosive power of God, and that I was filled unexplainably with a supernatural boldness, a fearlessness, uh, a, a, a deep-seated belief that what I would do would be victorious. And it would seem to come out of nowhere. And I began to realize, in fact, I blurted it out on a national Christian television show. It was on Jim Baker's show. Now, you may be or may not be a fan of Jim Baker, but I was invited to speak about Bible prophecy, and, and I went, and I felt led to share some spiritual truths and to lead the audience of prayer. And what I shared was this, and it just it blurted out of me. It blurted out of me because what I was saying to the televised audience was I was speaking uh, in, in a gift of the Holy Spirit. I was speaking a word of knowledge or a word of faith. It wasn't coming from my spirit. It was coming from the Spirit of God within me. And with authority and, and graceful boldness, I said that the Church of Jesus Christ in America, you know, doesn't have a political problem or a devil problem or whatever. I said, the church in America has an absence of the Holy Spirit problem. I said, because when individual Christians and when the Christian church is filled with the Holy Spirit of God, they will always experience boldness. So if you have a lack of boldness or cowardice or fear running rampant in the church of God or Christians' lives, that is simply because they're devoid of the necessary amount of boldness of spiritual power, of the dunamis dynamite power of God. And there have been numerous times in my ministry where I've, I've walked in with fear and trepidation of, of what I was going to face, 
only to find that unexplainably in a nanosecond, I was supernaturally filled with the boldness of God, the gift of faith, and I was walking, moving, functioning, and acting in a kind of supernatural, kind of Holy Spirit, supernatural enhanced uh, modality of spiritual victory. So, all of these activities, the prospect of World War III, Ukraine and Russia, the the uh, Hamas invasion of Israel, the potential of Iran, Israel, Hamas, and other Middle Eastern nations slipping into a World War III epidemic, which then escalates into a Armageddon conflict. The, the, the crashing of the U.S. Uh, or radical modification of the American banking system, the global banking system, the fact that I think it was Bank of America that shut down a very large percentage of its uh, banking offices all across America today. When you have like the second or third largest bank in America shutting down a huge percentage of its bank offices, that's a big neon sign saying, wake up, trouble ahead. You need to be proactive about that. Now, um, so global economic crisis, the, the movement from a cash society backed on debt and transition into a cashless society using a microchip implant and a wireless electronic uh, banking currency and a cashless society. All of these things merging together at a very, very high speed. So, what, what is, the, is the launch button? We're here for a reason or we wouldn't be here. So let's not, let's not entertain the stupidity and nonsense of circular thinking by denying that we're not here for a reason, when in fact we know, according to the Word of God, the only reason we're here is by the will and decree of Almighty God, the biblical God. So you better believe we're here for a reason and repent and cut out this nonsense of, of stumbling around like you're in a daze. You're not in a daze. You're in denial. You're suppressing the truth and unrighteousness because the truth is uncomfortable to you. If somebody like me comes along and cracks open the door of your hard heart and a burst of a shaft of light enters your room and you see the light for the first time, well, for crying out loud, if you're getting, out of, if you're getting mad at me, for shining the light in the darkness of your light so that you can be set free, you're flat out nuts. And I ought to pop you in the face New York style, but I won't because I'm a gentleman and I, I got over that years ago. So instead of popping you in the face, which you deserve, I'll give you a loving explanation that this is, this is God's way of showing you that there's a way where there is no way. He's not going to abandon you in the days, of, in, in the days ahead. Get it through your head. God's not going to abandon you in the days ahead. Study the Bible. Read that when, whenever God's people were in deep poo-poo, sorry, whenever in God's people were in deep trouble, what happened was God would send his prophets to warn them. But if they were hard-hearted, they would go eventually into slavery. Now, God was constantly merciful, constantly pouring out his spirit on his people. So notice that in all these mega accounts of, of catastrophic, world catastrophic events and prophecy and the deliverance of God, notice that a very large percentage of time, if there exists a significant percentage remnant of truly godly men and women, then God will honor that remnant percentage of godly people, and on the basis of that remnant percentage, God will, will supernaturally or miraculously deliver whatever percentage it is of those people who are trying to live godly in the last days. So, we know the heavy-duty things are coming, but based on the biblical account of how God uh, interacts with his people in times where their nation or the world becomes wicked, evil, corrupt, demon-possessed, when we look at mankind's history and we see nations and cities being destroyed by asteroids and earthquakes and volcanoes and, and, and acts of judgment, when we see the entire earth and all the animals and the fish and the birds flooded to death, yet God directs Noah to build an ark 
And when the mighty floods come, Noah, his family, his wives, his sons, and their children all were miraculously delivered and supernaturally delivered by the miraculous power of God. We see it over and over again. We see Joseph uh, paving the way for the children of Israel to eat, to store food, to be protected. God didn't allow the children of Israel to be massacred. Through the prophetic gifts of Daniel, he made a way where there was no way. He gave, uh, uh, he gave Joseph supernatural favor in the eyes of the Pharaoh and the Egyptian god king system. We see David killing Goliath. We see Daniel escaping the lion's den. I mean, it's time after time after time after time of deliverance, miracles, victory, over and over again. The chariots of fire, the technology of God, it's over and over again. The supernatural delivering power of God available to his believing people in prophetic times. And you're a believing people, and you live in prophetic times. And therefore, God is not going to abandon you. I'm not going to argue at this moment, it's a worthy argument, the precision timing of the rapture. But whatever camp you're in, you know, ultimately you don't lose because God promises to deliver his people from the wrath to come. Now, people debate as to the exact um, uh, explanation of that word, uh, the wrath to come, what it actually means in terms of exegesis and Bible prophecy. But either manner that it means, it means something that's overarching. It means God's going to give you, deliver you from the wrath to come. The ultimate wrath to come is dying in your sins and being sent into the lake of fire and spending all eternity in hellfire. That's the ultimate wrath of God. My God, there's no escaping it. That's the ultimate wrath of God. The ultimate wrath of God is eternal hell, eternal torment. Let's not kid ourselves. That's the ultimate hell. But then there are temporary, no, 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 no purgatory, but there are temporary hells, transitional hells, which are to be differentiated between the, the hell of the Bible, which is God's supermax prison, a place of eternal torment. And, and don't you dare use stupid logic. Don't you dare. You ought to shut your mouth and be ashamed and go away crying privately before you're picked on for your stupidity. The ultimate supernatural protection of God is the fact that God Almighty will send the armies of God, the angels of God, to protect his elect, those chosen people, those who are going to inherit salvation. God sends out uh, his angels. God empowers and finances and anoints uh, human beings, men and women, human armies, men and women, missionaries with ministry gifts, men and women, to go into all the world and preach the gospel and to win a last day's soul harvest for Jesus Christ. Think about it. You and I are alive, among many reasons, to bring in a last day's soul harvest revival for the end of the age. I'm telling you, once again, we're in this pivotal human extinction level event zone where it comes around, you know, every thousand years or so. The flood of Noah, uh, Noah's Ark, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, uh, all these, uh, the, the building of the Tower of Babel during uh, uh, ancient Babylon under Nimrod, the Pharaoh God King system. You see the, the, the remnants, the archaeological remnants of the giants, the Nephilim, the Rephaim, and uh, the, the, the offspring of the interspecies breeding of human DNA and fallen angel DNA. The fact that uh, fallen angels uh, descended upon Mount Hermon and they were infatuated with human women, so the fallen angels mated with human women producing a hybrid race offspring, which was composed of hybrid DNA that was part human being and part um, uh, fallen angel. That's weird stuff, man. And it's, a, it's an egregious violation against God's law of being fruitful and multiplying and reproduction. And then the, fi the, the final transgressions, 
I mean, think about it. If all what I just mentioned, including, including child human sex trafficking, if everything I just mentioned doesn't outrage you, then you're spiritually dead, then you're a reprobate, and you're without hope. But it's more than that that's coming. The creation of artificial synthetic human beings that have both human DNA and fallen angel or artificial, artificially intelligent DNA. That's happening in secret laboratories now all over the world. The transhumanists want to, to reinvent mankind technologically and make mankind through technology a god by, by, by re-engineering the DNA and the genetic code of men, of men and women. Yeah, that's in the heart of men and women right now. They want to give men and women artificial immortality by manipulating their DNA. They have an obsessive belief. They have drunk from the wine of, of the most polluted Antichrist religions. And therefore, the richest and wealthiest among them are willing, more than willing, they're willing, able to do the will of the spirit of Antichrist and to execute the orders of the great white Luciferian Brotherhood, Madame Blavatsky, all the secret organizations under the Luciferian publishing, hidden in the archives of the United Nations building. Because we find out, and it's in my book, uh, Power From On High, we find out that just three monster corporations control the world's economy and own everything, and that is the uh, Vanguard, that is State Street, and uh, there's another uh, super uh, economic entity, uh, BlackRock. And these three globalist corporations control 99% of the world's wealth, yet they, they consist of only 1% of the Earth's population. And right now they're doing something right out in the open, but the average Christian who should know better, because the average Christian should know, hypothetically, that personal evil that's unspeakable really does exist. The devil does exist. Therefore, if the devil does exist, and he does, men directed and guided by devils are quite capable of doing the most abominable, evil, corrupt, pathological things beyond the human imagination. Anything, no matter how evil, is on the table. Once a race of men is born who have no soul, who have no conscience, who do not seem to have the law of God written on their hearts, anything in terms of potential evil is possible. You think Adolf Hitler in Nazi Germany was bad, killing them in the gas chambers and killing them in the ovens, and the mass slaughters by communist revolutions throughout the world? They lie constantly about their death toll. But analysts have estimated that communist revolutions around the world have killed at least 350 million people through starvation, mass execution, Siberian concentration camps, war, and mass poisonings, and everything else. Remember that there is no difference. I'm going to say this slow and forcefully. Remember, there is no difference between the cruelty of Illuminati globalism and the cruelty of Illuminati-financed communism, Marxism, fascism, and socialism. Remember, globalism equals communism equals Marxism. Remember that. They're the same. All globalism is, is it's a hustle. It's a heist. All globalism is, is a methodology, a hustle, a pretense that allows the trillionaire class, the globalist elite, to, to invade any nation on earth, completely rob it of all of its assets, its land, its mineral rights, its armies, its population, its assets. The globalist elite, the Luciferian elite, via the deceptive ideologies of communism and Marxism, the globalist elite use communism and Marxism as an organizational type by which they can steal the money, the working power, the labor, the babies, the freedom, uh, turn people into slaves. 
If you want to totally subdue, totally conquer, totally rule over, totally oppress, and totally turn living human beings into the worst kind of slaves, according to the globalist elite, the single most efficient way of accomplishing that goal is to inbred in their hearts or brainwash them into firmly believing in communism, Marxism, and socialism. Okay? Globalism is the equation of communism, Marxism, and socialism. So is fascism. The average person in America, especially in the media and politics and education, has been scientifically dumbed down. They are incapable of calculating that obvious equation. Okay, final, final statement. I'm Paul McGuire. I've talked to you about heavy things. But I have devoted, especially the last four years with the COVID thing, I have devoted myself wholeheartedly to seeking the face of God, crying out to God, interceding to God, praying to God, carrying the burden of the Lord, repenting before God. I have cried out to God and asked God to put it upon my heart to give me a plan, to give me a solution, to give me answers that will help deliver, save, and empower. God's true remnant church. I cried out to God like Daniel did, Lord, give me the wisdom, the knowledge, and the resources that I need to be able to to rescue your people, your, your remnant church in the last days, because disaster is all around us. And so my intercessory prayers and crying out through Paradise Mountain Church televised go on and on and on. They're not going to stop till, till we see answers, heavy-duty answers. The Lord has called me to function as a watchman on the wall, and I have been diligent to do that. The Lord has called me to operate in the gifts of the Spirit, ignite a global biblical revival, to to develop in people a biblical worldview, and the Lord has called me to uh, teach and equip God's people, men and women, how to be victorious in every dimensional battle and how to be victorious in every interdimensional battle, and to teach them high-level spiritual warfare, and to teach them the biblical scientific principles for igniting uh, an astronomically powerful but biblical and authentic global revival. I'm, I'm very serious about what I said. Read the Pilgrims and Puritans. Read my book, Power from on High. It'll tell you what happened, because something happened to me that that is amazing. Now, what the Lord, I've been crying out for years, actually, but it intensified in the last five years. I can't come out and say it as freely as I like to, because there are people that monitor this program. Let's just put it bluntly. The enemies of Christ on many levels monitor me and monitor this program. If I just openly uh, convey what the Lord has shown me for the benefits of God's people, for the benefit of good and righteous people, if I just indiscriminately give all that away, then I have accidentally conducted myself without wisdom and potentially jeopardized God's people. So what I've been doing over the years in the books, the radio program, and the other media, I have been interlacing and interfacing within the contents of my written messages, my spoken messages, my video, etc. I have been interlacing in a in a in a code that only somebody with the Holy Spirit would understand, I have been interlacing an entire systematic body of truth, a spiritual battle plan that guarantees victory, and I have been I have been communicating to you on many on on the very truths that God has put it on my heart to deliver to you, and that's all I can say. But hear me, please. There are large numbers of you all over the world in the United States that you have received an enormous, enormous download lasting years of targeted information that the Lord put it on my heart to give to you. And yet the only people that can access it are the people God allows to access it, the people uh, God uh, has put his Holy Spirit in, the people that God's anointing is upon, and the people that God has called. God's chosen people, God's true remnant church. 
the, the software you need to download the secret of last day's victory is already embedded in you. It's already integrated in your software. Now you say, I don't understand a thing what you're saying. That's quite all right. But what you will find, even though you don't understand it at first, is that you're going to be walking along, you're going to be conducting your life, and then all of a sudden you're going to experience a series of what I call incremental uh, awakenings, as in third great awakening. You're experiencing a series of incremental great awakenings, and you're experiencing a series of incremental realizations, of incremental epiphanies, of, of incremental downloads where it like where it all comes together you know when you've been in that place where it all comes together some psychologists call it a flow state so so the download the flow state the 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 understanding don't look at me like I'm crazy and don't you dare tell me this isn't biblical this is so biblical it should make your head spin this is the life of, of Daniel the prophet this is the life of Joseph both of them were downloaded with God with special revelatory uh, prophecies and interpretations that saved Egypt, that saved the Egyptian Empire, but none of the enemies of the Egyptian Empire could understand what they were saying. So that has happened between you and I, and as time goes on, it'll be like subtle pop-ups on the flat screen of your consciousness. You're going around doing your thing, let's say you're washing dishes, and then pop! <laughs> you'll see, and it might even be comedic, you'll see an, uh, an uplifting lifting concept or idea or answer to a dilemma or answer to a challenge will appear for you. And then it'll hit you that, gee, Paul McGuire was just not mumbling about nothing. He actually loved me enough to facilitate the Lord downloading into me the answers to the questions we need now and what I need to know now in the times that we live in now. There's a huge mystery in that, and I don't want to over. I, I don't want to make it sound more mystical than it is. It's not a cult. It's not a new age. The Holy Spirit and the Word of God will, will will keep you on course, but it's there, and it would be it would be uh, a failure on my part not to indicate to you that it's there. Okay, so finally, we have access to this incredible dunamis dynamite power of God, known as the supernatural power of God. We have the privilege of going boldly to the throne of grace through the blood of Jesus Christ, which cleanses us of all sin. So given that's a theological reality, at any moment that we need to, we can instantaneously enter with full acceptance the throne room of God. All of our sins will be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Then we ask God for what we need. Now, we've been doing that for a long time. And since we've been doing that for a long time, We've also begun to notice that on an incremental level, the Lord surfaces solutions, diagrams, ideas, plans, instructions. Now, what I'm trying to convey to you is that the plans, the wisdom, the strategies, the downloads, the software, the instructions, the guidance, the technical answers, the logistical answers, and all the, the knowledge and the truth and information that you desperately need to survive and thrive, since all of that has been downloaded into you incrementally, beginning, depending upon how long you've been listening to the show, beginning, you know, eight years ago, you will discover that even though you don't consciously realize it, but you have banked, you have invested knowledge which is power, Knowledge is knowledge which is more precious than gold and silvers. You you have invested all of that in the neurological banks of your brain. And you can take out a withdrawal by faith and receive the answers and the assets as fast as you need them. And this and at that moment you will realize that yeah, yeah, God God did know what he was talking about. God was the whole time I thought I was doing one thing. I was receiving knowledge for the last days, and I'm very serious about it. Okay, so, wherever you are, I do some of my best praying lying with my head on the pillow, and I might enter a semi-sleep state, and it might go on three or four hours. It might go on all night, where I commune with God, where I talk to God, where I listen to God. So my most powerful intercessory prayer sessions take place within the context of my real life. 
if I had to wait for some, you know, uh, good housekeeping, better seal of approval, prayer warrior space, it would never materialize because my life is busy as heck, like yours is. I mean, think, well, the technology didn't free me. Between washing dishes, drying dishes, washing clothes, drying clothes, between fixing the endless things that need to be fixed, fixed, you know, in the household, etc. It's just an endless, technologically or no technologically, it's an endless honey to-do list. And uh, if you allow it to, and people get really mad at me when I say this because they assume, and they should be suspicious, they assume that I intend to dump the workload on them or, or turn over all that the, the, the work to them. And that's not what I intend to do. But the, the bottom line is that, you know, we remember the Lord has spoken to me in a prophetic, visionary sense. And I don't call myself a prophet, by the way, where I have seen in the spirit depictions of God's people rising in prayer, in militant intercessory prayer and worship. I have seen large numbers of God's people rising to pray in California, across the United States, and across the world. And it's a fundamental departure, fundamental reinterpretation, and fundamental move of God. And I hear a voice in my head, which is the Lord telling me, and it goes something like this. The Lord says to me, as I'm watching these people, they are starting to rise, they are starting to rise, they are starting to rise in prayer. And what the Lord is teaching me is that as the Holy Spirit, the dunamis dynamite power of God, is poured out on them, they are quickened by the energizing force of the Holy Spirit, and the automatic result is, as the Holy Spirit hits them, they start to physically rise in prayer. They're energized by the dunamis, but they're physically rising in prayer, and then they begin to physically intercede in intercessory prayer warfare in prayer. And thus, local spiritual battles, micro-spiritual battles, and macro and global spiritual battles are all of a sudden being won in the context of an unbelievable winning streak by the remnant church of God. And this is powerful. So we begin two minutes a day, three minutes a day, put your head on the pillow. I pray when I'm washing dishes. I can't sit in a chair and pray. I don't have the luxury of that downtime. I pray on the run because my lifestyle is on the run. So I have learned to reject false Christian guilt, and I do my heavy-duty praying and waiting on God while I'm in motion, while I'm driving to the store, driving back to the store, while I'm, you know, while I'm trying to do, do this or do that. I have no choice. It's either that or I don't pray. But guess what? God honors the depth, the intensity, and the power of those prayers because God is able to grant to me, and he'll do it to you, the ability to multitask, which I don't—see, I don't do very good multitasking in most areas. But in intercessory prayer warfare and whatever I'm supposed to be doing, God's given me the ability to multitask. And so my prayers are like launching nukes against the kingdom of hell in Apollyon. Okay, so finally, you take the power on a global level and you direct it by your prayers, the naming of cities, Jerusalem. You know, you, you, we're not talking about New Age visualization. We're talking about your praying and directing your prayers and verbalizing your prayers regarding different geographic locations. I have begun adding to my regular list of prayers. I always pray, and I'm not going to tell you the secret wording of some of my prayers, because I don't want my enemies to know the secrets I've learned from the kingdom of God. But I pray, uh, as of late, after uh, Lahaina was hit with directed energy weapons and vaporized, and Paris, California, was apparently the same thing, the Lord put it on my heart. I have a burden now. I pray intensely against earthquakes, because I've lived through many huge ones, uh, uh, rainstorms, uh, chemtrails, and I also pray and I bind evil technologies, evil uh, uh, fallen angels, uh, evil powers of all kinds. I bind all evil activity and all evil attacks that might come against us from an aerial point of view, from a satellite, from a jet, 
from from some kind of uh, uh, you know air powered vehicle because when Lahaina was hit, it was obvious there was a drone, a satellite, or something above it, and with precision directed energy beam weapons, it literally vaporized Lahaina. So you say, well, you can't do anything about that. Well, maybe you can't do anything about that, but I can because I apply the Bible to real life. And so I pray every day now, I bind all attacks, all demons, all technologies, all sciences that would attempt to attack, and I name the various larger neighborhoods and smaller neighborhoods where I live and work. And I bind the technology, I bind evil spirits and rituals and uh, spells and Satanism. It's it's an all-inclusive prayer. And I bind occult technologies, I bind directed energy beam weapons, chemtrails, etc., etc. Not only for me, my neighbors, and for all the, the large populations around me, including all of Southern California. Why do I do that? Because I no longer feel safe looking up at the night sky. I know that there are people in our world who own and possess and control directed energy beam weapon technology, and they have no hesitation whatsoever in firing this directed energy beam technology from satellites, from drones, from rockets, from ships, from whatever, and literally uh, uh, frying, dissolving, liquefying, uh, disintegrating any targeted object with what are called scalar waves or, uh, or, or, the, or the higher range of the high-powered death-like 5G, 6G, 7G wave technology, which already exists. If you, if you live in the land of make-believe with Alice in Wonderland, then you can walk around like a babbling idiot and continue to say there's no such thing as directed energy being weapons. Well, I proved to you in my book, Power from One High and the, and the Greatest Battle, I proved to you with documentation that these directed energy beam weapons of many kinds have been actually used, constructed, and built at least by 1947. And if you include the work of Nikola Tesla's scalar technology, uh, that means uh, scalar waves, uh, uh, energy healers and energy weapons were invented in around 1917. But they they, they hid them. You understand what I'm saying? Okay, so think of this. Think the level of increase. Think of the level of stepping up your game militarily and having to overnight accept the reality, the science, and technology of directed energy beam weapons. Whereas three days ago, you thought it was impossible for them to exist. That's like, you know, uh, putting on your uh, buckle belt on a, on a really intense ride, then they press the button, and I don't know how many G-force your face is being pinned back, and you're flying on this super California adventure uh, radio, uh, no, not a radio, California adventure, uh, whatever you call it, the thing that they fire and you're going. It's a wild ride. Okay, so these technologies exist. They were secretly giving cancer to American diplomats staged uh, near Cuba or on Cuba. In conjunction with the Soviets, they were shooting a specific numerical frequency, electromagnetic frequency wave, a specific numerical wave at all the American workers, the diplomats, for about a year or so. And some huge percentage of the American diplomats all came down with fatal cancer and died. This intelligence operation from some enemy was called the Havana operation. And it sent toxic electromagnetic frequency signals to American diplomats and killed them like 10 miles, 11 miles away. So yes, it exists. Now, I would be amiss if we simply glorified the power of evil. We're in the last days. God has not been asleep on the throne. Since we're joint heirs with Jesus, that means we, by the law of God, we receive the full inheritance of all the wealth, the knowledge, the power, the jewels, the technology, the geography, anything and everything that the Lord Jesus Christ 
has inherited from the Father, which is infinite wealth and riches and knowledge and power. All of that you and I also inherit, because legally you and I are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ, who is King of kings and Lord of lords. So as joint heirs with Jesus, we receive by divine inheritance, written in the law of the Word of God, we receive by divine inheritance the supernatural wisdom of God, the prosperity of God, the military acumen of God, the wealth of God, the ownership and rulership of multiple dimensions, victory in in military battles, wealth beyond wealth, cattle on a thousand hills, jewels, gold, rivers of gold, the new Jerusalem, the, the new heavens, the new earth. We receive an unending and infinite increase in in being as joint heirs with Jesus. We are the we're not joint heirs with Uncle Joe who, who owned a motorhome, you know, and, and had a trough of pigs next to it. No, we didn't receive the inheritance of Uncle Joe. We receive the inheritance of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, whose assets, whose wealth is infinite, as well as his wisdom. Okay, so when we appropriate that, that means we take hold of it, we utilize it, we put it into action by faith. When we appropriate everything we have inherited legally, when we appropriate it by faith, we become divine vessels, or a synonymous word would be, we become divine vessels or divine containers of Jesus Christ and the kingdom of God. Because that means Jesus Christ now lives in us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Jesus Christ, the greater one, lives in us. Jesus Christ, who's king of the universe, lives in us. All the power, the wisdom, the knowledge, the anointing, the glory, the majesty of Jesus lives inside of us. So in Christ, not in and of ourselves, in Christ, we are king of kings and lord of lords. And we are destined and created to fulfill these missions and identities on earth. We are, as men and women created in the image of God, we are created and destined to become priestess queens. And by that, I don't mean anything occult. I mean a female priest in a holy biblical sense of the world, word, which is who is also in spiritual authority a queen. So a priestess queen would be a born-again woman of God who, who has inherited all the resources of God and has the legal authority and stature as a queen of God, just like Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And then to men, you have been called to be a joint heir with Jesus, and you are to receive the full inheritance as a priest king. So you function as a servant of God, like Jesus did, but you simultaneously carry the authority, the power, and the dunamis dynamite explosive power of God, you carry that authority in you 24-7. So when this truth, when, when the light bulb of this truth is activated and turned on in the hearts and minds of billions of God's people, either incrementally over time or all at once as a reaction to an unexpected tragedy, I want you to pay attention prophetically to what I just said to you. If this upper leap of faith happens to to fully come into being during a time of unprecedented radical change and transformation, don't despise it, don't curse it, recognize that God Almighty is using the residual impact of this force to shake you out of your complacency and to awaken you to everything that's available to you in Christ to the degree you receive your inheritance by faith and you choose by faith to be clothed with power from on high or the dunamis dynamite power of God. You become a holy biblical superman or a superwoman. Now, why this is important is because you and I, by the very advent of time and where we are in the prophetic time clock, where we are in the prophetic time clock, indicates 
that we are in the we are deep in the time period known as the end times, the end of the age or the last days, in which there will erupt a multi-dimensional, multi-continental battle between all the world's superpowers, and then multiple dimension battles, including angels, fallen angels, demons, principalities and powers, and the dark unseen forces of wickedness in heavenly places, fallen angels, and all of God's people who are part of his remnant church, gather together. And if you look up in the sky at this particular time frame, you will see the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, returning to the earth in all his glory, riding a white horse, where on his thigh the words, um, on his thigh words are written, holy words, um, righteous and true, indicating his character. So Jesus Christ is returning to the earth in his glory, in his majesty, in his full legal title as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's riding a white horse, and behind him there are the vast armies of heaven also riding white horses. And they are all descending for the valley of Megiddo near Jerusalem, I mean, excuse me, near uh, Israel. And they invade planet Earth, and they are violently opposed by every demon, every principality and power, every uh, fallen angel, every genetic hybrid, every satanic technology, the Antichrist, the false prophet, uh, all the uh, uh, demonic entities, artificial intelligence, clones, robots, androids, and every nation, which is basically every nation, that militantly is against Jesus Christ. All of these groups and entities are united under the Antichrist, under the false prophet, under their new world order, also called the Great Reset. They are uniting to descend and conquer the devil, the Antichrist, and the false prophet at the war to end all wars, which is the war of Armageddon. At that moment, Jesus is Lord, and he conquers planet Earth and ushers in paradise, the new millennium, the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us.